here to exhort you. Abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. You know, there's only one, there's only place for one on the throne of your heart. There's really only, there's really only one thing that's going to live in that house. It's going to be the spirit or it's going to be the flesh. And uh, the flesh wars against this position. See, it's, salvation isn't so much about abstaining for the sake of abstaining, but that we might obtain that the spirit would have the the preeminence on our on the throne of our heart and so i want to exhort you to to set your affection on things above and not on things of the earth and fill up with the things of god yeah, ask the lord to give you your daily bread fill up on the things of god i like this how brother david brought this out that we live in a spiritual wasteland that there's really nothing here that can sustain us at all. But this that our sustenance is found in, in the heavenly realms. So l- keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And thank you very much, Brother David. Does anybody have anything they want to add to, to that message? It was a very good and profitable and much needed net message that we have in, in the day that we live in. Yes, Brother Robert. Yeah, this, uh... This heart that we have been given, see, it's it, it's directable it, 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 by God. But see, it, it, it the, the heart of the flesh, it, it will always lead you to do things that are contrary to the new man. So you got a new man and an old man, and one one of the two is going to occupy as far as direct your body. Your body uh, is something that has to be. It's like. It's, it's almost like neutral. It'll do whatever uh, one is in charge of it. Now, we've been given a new man, and he's holy and righteous, right? And that's all he wants to do. So your body will do whatever, whoever's in control. Your, other, your old man, he's corrupt. But David told us according to a deceitful lust. So, which one is which one's driving the body? Which one's actually in charge? And so as we... As we set our affection on things above, see, this is, it, it, it proves who's in charge, who, which one is actually guiding the body. You know, so if we don't reign over our body, <clears throat> see, our body will reign over us. It will. The, the body will do whatever, it doesn't, really doesn't care. See, that's why we have to get a new body, right? We have to get a yeah. new body that's holy and righteous. Our yeah. body is, is, well, it's of the earth, earthy. So, see, it's capable of doing evil things just as well as it could do you could uh, harness it like Paul said he ruled over his body we can rule over it but it's not going to be a voluntary thing the body's not going to say hey yeah you know I like that no and the direction of our heart well that should tell us a lot of things where where are our affections set amen that's what will decide what we do amen you notice it doesn't say Dearly beloved, I beseech you as fellow citizens of the earth, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war it says it says as strangers and pilgrims. See, that's a that's a mindset that comes from living in the heavenly places. See, by, by faith, we seek a better country We're we know that we're strangers and pilgrims, that we don't belong here. 
in the world. And, and we're, a, we're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're, we've been made kings and priests unto our God. That's how we're able to do this. Right. Yes, sister. Uh, this matter of the conscience also you, the intent of Satan is to defile our conscience right. Godward mm -hmm. to drive us from his presence instead of to him and so mm -hmm. it's important to know that if we're able to repent God will receive us mm -hmm. and that's a true repentance from the heart not the kind that uh, Esau had when he sought it carefully with tears and, mm -hmm. and couldn't find it. So, uh, yeah, the, it, it, guarding guarding ourselves from those kind of attacks, it's a warfare within and without. It's a warfare to destroy your testimony, uh, to make an outward show of reproaching Christ and his salvation, it's an inward war of trying to separate between you and God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes, sister. Um, I appreciate Brother David um, expounding the, the war um, where Elimelech attacked um, from behind where, where there was weakness and he really um, exhorted us to, to shore up our, our weaknesses and, and to go to Christ who has compassion where Satan does not. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that um, that demonstration of, of to shore up where we're weak and when we're tired because that's where we're vulnerable. It's good. Amen. Brother Robert. Yeah, there's a there's a tiredness that accompanies the body. Yeah. But there's also can be a tiredness that will accompany your spirit. See, if, if you... If you're, Jesus said it like this, set your affection on things above, right? He says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. As long as you're focusing on those things, you're, you're strong in the faith. But the scriptures teach us, if you don't do that, you will be weak in the faith. See, this isn't like something like, like I saw it very clearly once and that'll take me all the way to heaven. No. We have to continue to look. That right. If you keep, see, it, yeah. the word if really is in there. You have to hold it fast. In other words, there will be things along the way that will challenge your faith. And But see, the faith is up to it. The faith, if you keep the faith, it will keep you. It will do it. Mm -hmm. But that's the challenge, isn't it? So in other words, you're being tried and tested here so that you will be found acceptable there. Amen. There's some things in you that that have got to be suppressed and eventually overcome before you're going to enter into heaven. Now, this is the warfare he talks about, right? Is it war in a war? So, in a war, you wouldn't expect just to sit down and you know sit down with some cheese and crackers and have a good time. No, you're in a war. People don't think even even you know everyday people know that you don't do that in a war. You don't stick your head up there and say, how's everybody on the other side? Because you, you, you're going to get killed. But people play with sin like that all the time. Yeah. They can't. Sin's got to be, well, you can't let. You can't let it rain over you. Otherwise, it will. Yeah, your mind has to be renewed every day. Every day. Amen. Every day you've got to be transformed right. by the renewing of your mind. And there can't yes. be a day that you can afford to not be renewed. Because, Amen. because sin is deceitful. 
Yes, amen. That's right. Yes, brother. There's some examples in the scriptures of uh, Esau is probably the chief one. He was uh, a profane man. Yeah, profane. And a fornicator. Yes. Uh -huh. But because he let his lust overcome him, mm -hmm. he devalued his birthright and his inheritance mm -hmm. and the blessing. He didn't think it was worth anything, and he, because he needed, well, he thought he needed, he was going to die. He wanted some food right then. He traded all of that for a bowl of soup. Yes, that's right. So the lust will cause you to devalue righteous things, yes. and holy things, and things that are eternal, and put your mind on things that are mm -hmm. temporary and in this world right now, mm -hmm. and you want to satisfy that lust right now. What happens if you satisfy that lust right now, and you end up forfeiting your inheritance? Yeah. That's the example of Esau. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Brother David. Here's the example of the uh, man who had two sons, and the younger son said uh, to his father, I want my inheritance now. And so he went and he wasted it all. He went to a far country to write his living, and he was feeding pigs, and he thought, that pig food sure looks good. That's what the, his immediate lust drove him to. And if you if you're still alive right now, and you're in that condition, you can still there's still a chance to turn to God. Mm -hmm. And just like the, mm -hmm. in the parable that Jesus told, this is a true, this is true. Mm -hmm. If you're in that condition where you're overcome by these lusts, God is waiting <coughs> for you to come back to Him. Yes. Amen, Brother Robert. Yeah, this in Romans six eleven. Uh, well, 6.12, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. Now, Amen. that's quite a comforting statement to me. Because it, it's an exhortation, right? To don't let it. But see, it can't reign by itself. Right. It cannot overcome you if you're walking in the Spirit. If your face is towards Christ and you're running the race with endurance, sin cannot overtake you. Now, in, in order for it to overcome, you have to let it. In other words, there's going to be an appeal made to your character, to who you really are. There's going to be an appeal made. Which do you want more? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be glorified together with Christ? Or do you want to enter into something that down here that's going to pass away? That isn't how the presentation is made, believe me. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll be like, well, it doesn't matter. Don't let sin reign. Because as soon as sin enters, it reigns every time. As soon right. as sin, sin is allowed, it will take control. And I know, and in in, 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 not every sin is like adultery and stuff like that. Sin is anything that you know that you shouldn't do. You know that God doesn't accept it, but you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Don't let it reign over you. Amen. We've been given power. He asked this question. What then? Shall we sin? Because we're not under the law, but under grace? Well, God forbid. See, we're not under the law anymore. But say, don't let it control you then. Yeah. Trust in God. Trust in the salvation He's provided. Amen. And walk in the Spirit. And then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. Amen. Sister Jen. And the scriptures say, if the Spirit of Him that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, He shall quicken That's right. Amen. Mortal body. Yes. 
Amen. And then uh, you connect that with don't vex the spirit, don't quench the That's spirit, right. because that spirit that is of Christ that dwells in you will not lead you to pursue these things. Yeah. You can't keep them from being thrown at you. Mm-hmm. But this shield of faith, now see this is where the the spirit works together with the the words of God, which are spirit and life, and mm-hmm. you'll find that whenever you come up against just a, a an attack that that doesn't seem all that serious mm-hmm. to you, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. which is part of its seriousness, mm-hmm. or it's like don't be afraid of little snakes, just be afraid of big snakes kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Although the uh, potency of a young snake has been shown to be uh, greater than the potency uh-huh. of a larger snake, mm-hmm. or an uh, older snake, I should say. Uh, but you will find that there is scripture to retrieve you from entering into that. Yeah. Yes. If you'll be sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Now the flesh... Amen. Will try to harden you. you, you literally, it'll say, "You don't just put that aside." I really want to do this, or I really want to think on this, or whatever it is. And the spirit is there, and it's it, he's not going to let you feel completely comfortable. Listen to that. Listen to that. Uh-huh. Yes. And turn Amen. from it, mm-hmm. no matter how innocuous. Something may seem, if the Spirit of God is giving uh, giving warning to you, so to speak, then it is important. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. David said this, he said, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word? Mm-hmm. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. See, there's that place that we're talking about. Where if the word of God has a place in you, see, there's like a safeguard there. And even whenever David uh, sinned against uh, Uriah, Mm -hmm. now see, there was a hardness that had crept in there. Yeah. But... As soon as the prophet came to him mm-hmm. and gave him the example, David was he was ready to to have the man that was guilty of that put to death. Mm-hmm. God let him come to that conclusion that this was a sin worthy of death, what had been done. Mm-hmm. And then when Nathan said, Thou art the man, mm-hmm. immediately, see, David was full of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And he... He reasoned on that, and he realized the jeopardy that he had put himself in before God. Mm-hmm. And his first response, there you go, let me not sin against, that I might not sin against thee. Keep mm-hmm. me from presumptuous sins. It, things like that he prayed. And it like shook him awake. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then he reasoned on what he knew about God as far as repenting. And he was sorry immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Robert. Now, I've seen some um, war movies. And you notice the thing that, that impresses me is that 
the people that were in the war were aware they were in a war. Mm-hmm. They just didn't like walk around the battlefield like they were eating, you know, tea and crumpets. They were very, they would hide behind things and then look around and see if they could get over there really quick. They didn't like, they just quickly got over there so they could have the advantage over the enemy. They knew that at any moment they could be killed because they were in this war. So they had to be careful. So now, in, the, in, in that warfare, see, it, it teaches us something that we are, the war's not over with yet. But you know, now, you know, like the, the Vietnam War, it's over. Them soldiers, they don't like get from their car to their houses. They're very, they crawl on the ground. No, they don't because the war's over. But our war's not over with yet. Mm-hmm. It's not. We have an enemy that's very, he's just waiting for us just to, just to, for the slightest moment to sure. not take heed to the warnings that we've been given. Because if we don't take heed, we will become vulnerable at that point. The same way if you just walked out in the middle of you know some interstate and just said, well, it's okay. It's not okay. We're in a battle. And so this is why we exhort one another daily. Amen. Because it, 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 if we don't keep this in our mind, the fact is that the Holy Spirit is in us. And the Holy Spirit is proactive in this. Amen. It'll teach our hands how to make war, and we'll Amen. be able to resist the devil. But see, you can't live carelessly is the point. Right. And I appreciate it, Brother David's sermon. These fleshly lusts, they are absolutely Amen. lethal. Yes. You can't Amen. fight them on your own. You're going to have to have God working in you. That's right. And and, and you're more than conquerors Amen. as long as we... Give heed to the things that we've heard, see? Amen. And it goes beyond just an individual exhortation. We're, this exhortation pertains to the entire body of Christ and right. our assembly in general. Just consider Amalek yes. attack the weak part of the congregation. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing as that Satan looks for an, an opportunity to get into the church yes. through whatever means that he can get uh-huh. in. He and he and he makes his entrance through the weaker members. See. Amen. Praise God! One of these days, the war's going to be over. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you, brother David, sister.